Welcome inside another edition of the Vipers Talk podcast presented by Air Max Media. I am your host, Justin Ayers, and I am joined by my co-host, my best friend, Nick Lomax. How's it going, everyone? Another week down. So this is episode six. This is a week five Tampa Bay Vipers recap uh, where the Vipers did not come away with a win, but uh, we'll get into that. So the Vipers lost to the LA Wildcats in a game that was very hard to stay up for on the East Coast. Uh, they had lost 41-34. to that was the XFL's highest scoring game. It was. It was a good game. I did not stay up for the whole thing because some of us had to work early in the morning. But it was a very good game in the beginning. Watching the highlights, great game. You know, it's awesome that we might not have got the win, but uh, at least we're part of uh, XFL history. Right. Which 41-34 to doesn't seem like it would be any kind of record-breaking. No. It's, it's not like that Rams-Chiefs Monday Night Football. Yeah, what was it, like? 55 fi- to something? Like 55 to like 50. 53 or something <laughs> stupid like that? Yeah, it wasn't quite like that, but we're going to get into that right now with the game recap. So, first quarter, all Vipers. Yeah. All right, so very first play of the game, the L.A. Wildcats had the ball. Quarterback Josh Johnson, we'll talk about him a lot, uh, threw an interception directly to Vipers safety Robert Priester, and it was fantastic. And uh, kind of set the tone, hey, we're coming out here, we're coming to play, we're on the West Coast, time zones are different. And also they had to move forward, they had to, you had to move, spring forward the clocks an hour, and you had to go to the West Coast. So I'm surprised these guys were even physically there. Yeah, traveling, and I'm sure they don't have the best travel accommodations. Like, they're not getting... They're on Spirit Airlines, and they don't even have seats. Yeah, they're just kind of the, that... They're testing standing seats. Yes. Just so they can smush them all into one plane. Yes. And there's regular people on there too, probably. Um, all right, so on the first drive, the Vipers went kind of run heavy. They were setting a tone. Last week, the run did really well. Um, so uh, after that, Corndog was flushed from the pocket on a third and goal from the eight. And uh, he had to settle for a yard gain. And we had to settle for a 26-yard field goal by my guy, Andrew Franks. 3 nothing Vipers. Um, yeah. Very disappointing. because Corndog's get... pretty rough in the red zone. Well, yeah. He, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Corn Dog, but sometimes when you think he's going to do good stuff, he'll do that, uh, do the opposite. So um, it's three nothing at that point on LA's first drive. It ended in a punt. Uh, Tampa got the ball back and they marched down the field with ease. Uh, at that point, there was a one yard run up the middle by running back Jaquez Patrick for a touchdown. The one pointer, playing conservative, uh, also good by Patrick. Ten nothing. So jumping out to an early lead, doing some good stuff on offense. And uh, defense coming up with a pick. Do you like the uh, conservative one-point play? I think you should just go for three on every play. I mean, like, see, I like going for three. I think that'd be that's awesome. Right here, maybe I agree with it, just so at least it's a two-score game technically. Right. But yeah, I'm all for going for three. Send it. So on LA's next drive, it ended when center Patrick Bay uh, snapped the ball over quarterback Josh Johnson's head, and uh, Tampa Bay recovered it on the LA 42-yard line. So that was a that was a big play. Um, and yeah. that, was, that was actually a good recovery because they tackled the, the L.A. Wildcats that were going after the mm-hmm. ball. Instead of trying to just beat them to the ball, they tackled them so that the other linemen that were pushing up mm-hmm. the field could get to it. So that was very good discipline on that. Very well coached. The Vipers' defense flies to the ball. So that, that's do. the one thing we can kind of take away from all of this is that Jerry Glanville's guys are just fast as hell. Um, so second quarter, Vipers had the ball and marched down the field after the fumble. We, had, we called it the Corndog Keeper. The corndog keeper, uh, Taylor Cornelius, ran the football in for a touchdown on the one-point conversion. This is something to note. This is the first time we saw uh, quarterback Quentin Flowers. He came in the game, and all he did was hand the ball off to Davion Smith for the one-point conversion. But 
This is pretty big because, as we remember, Quentin Flowers requested a trade from the yeah. Vipers this week. Yeah, he did. It's kind of shocking to see him in such a limited role after what we've seen other than like the last week where he's been pretty involved at mm -hmm. certain points. But it was just interesting that they brought him in, not even to throw the ball, just to hold it. I guess there's like a little distraction. Um, we'll talk about Flowers in a little bit. But uh, so at that point, we're up 17-0. Uh, and on the Wildcats' next possession after that, uh, Josh Johnson threw a 54-yard dime to former University of Oklahoma shout-out Sooners wide receiver Jordan Smallwood. Uh, Smallwood actually never had over 100 yards receiving at Oklahoma, and that was with Baker Mayfield. They never used him. But huh. I think he equaled one of his season totals in receiving yards on that one pass from Josh Johnson. And on the next play, running back uh, Dewan Harris ran in for a touchdown. The two-pointer was no good. We're up 17-6. Tampa's on top. Um, Still feeling pretty good. Feeling good. It's second quarter. It's early. Uh, next Vipers possession, Corndog on the run threw a beautiful 16-yard uh, touchdown pass to Jalen Tolliver back of the end zone. This is my favorite thing because offensive coordinator Jamie Elanzondo of the Vipers, they mic'd him up and you get to hear him, um, he called for something called the Cali Special. And immediately I thought, oh crap, it's going to be like the Philly Special and we're going to have the quarterback catch it. And, um, so that's not what the Cali Special was. No. But I just think that uh, that was one of the rare times that I actually liked hearing the play call just because it had a cool name. Like Cali Special? Like Hang 10? And it's also kind of cool because you get the – you can kind of play a guessing game of like, oh, it's going to be this, and then it's totally not because don't know what I'm talking about. I think but. my brain is just conditioned that anytime you hear the word special, it's going to be Nick Foles catching, Nick Foles the, catching yeah. the touchdown. Yeah, He just comes out of nowhere, off the top rope, mm -hmm. touchdown. That's exactly right. Um, so Vipers throw for and get the one-point conversion. Uh, still playing it safe. Still, still pretty good. Next LA possession, they ran five minutes off the clock. This is late in the second uh, quarter, and... They just took five minutes off the clock, and on a third and ten, Josh Johnson's got the arm of a god, apparently. Um, throws a back of the end zone pass to tight end. All right, this is good. Tight end Daquan Hampton. So what he did to catch this ball, if you ever watch the highlight, is Daquan Hampton's like 6'3", 6'4", and he's just running a, a straight route to the end zone, and uh, Johnson throws him the ball, and he just picks it out of the, uh, the linebacker who was covering his hands. Yeah. Like, so the linebacker on that play was um, – Terrence Plummer, who's like four inches shorter. And so um, Hampton literally just grabbed it out of his hands. Yeah, it's pretty easy when you have that much that much of a height advantage to just go over the guy. And that's what he did. He came down with it. Mm -hmm. If we were tweeting that out, we probably would have said um, that uh, Daquan Hampton's a grown-ass man. Because that was a grown-ass man touchdown. That, that was a man play. That was a man's touchdown. Um, L.A. gets a two-point <clears throat> conversion. It's 24-12 at that point. All right, so uh, part two, Quentin Flowers update. Um, so after LA, uh, like the kickoff on the next, um, next play, Flowers is the Vipers return man. Which, it's kind of odd. I don't think we've ever seen him in a return role before. No, I, like, um, has he ever even done that before? Like, I, I highly doubt you have put him in as a returner. Yeah, your starting quarterback? Yeah. yeah so I doubt that ever happened. I guess, well, we have some theories, we'll get into that. Um, but he got 12 yards out of it, so he, there, it wasn't just like he caught the ball and immediately just got wrecked. Although I did think he, I think he did take a big hit there. Um, next, uh, Vipers go three now, give the ball back to L.A. with under a minute. On Josh Johnson's first throw, Josh Johnson doing Josh Johnson things, he uncorked a 48-yard pass to wide receiver Saeed Blacknall. And uh, Vipers even had safety help over the top. 
it, nothing. It was just a beautiful pass right to the outside shoulder. The only person that was getting that was the uh, the receiver for the Wildcats. That not much you can do. Josh Johnson's just so good at And he had the corner in his back pocket. Mm-hmm. So good catch, good throw. There's you can't even be mad at the defense. It was right. just perfect timing in stride, right in the right where you want it. Yeah, so um, next throw is an eight-yard touchdown. The two-pointer was no good. We're 24-20 at that point, the half. Um, or we're all good, so right before the half. And so this is funny. So Tampa got the ball back with, like, change left on the clock. And um, they – There was they, a penalty. Yeah. They brought a kickoff return. Yes. And then they brought out um, Franks and then um, with, like, eight seconds. And then they were like, oh, whatever. No, we're going to throw a ball. And then they, they throw the ball and they, br- they bring it down to two seconds – and they bring Franks out again. So poor guy's got to get his hopes up twice. And the announcers were just like, I don't know, they were just like antagonizing him. Yeah, the way the the announcers brought him out was not like a, not a hype tape at all. They were like, yeah, he's, he's pretty good this year. He uh, he just hit from 26, so let's try from 57. The, yeah, the way they phrased it just yeah. made him seem like he was a, a complete piece of crap. Um, first of all, these announcers, they were like, the, the banter back and forth was getting weird. Like, they're, like, talking shit about each other. I don't know. It was weird. Um, yeah, the XFL, it's extreme. No, yeah. I like um, I like Steve Levy. He's uh, he, he's the guy from uh, ESPN who does the ABC game. You'll remember him because he was the one that um, said bulging dick instead of bulging disc. <laughs> that's, Steve Le- that's a Steve Levy fact for you. If Google that. That's a, that's a fun one. Um, yeah, to me, this is where the game really changed, though. That that beautiful pass by, the, uh, by Josh Johnson and then the touchdown – really shifted momentum right. and from there it was it wasn't great yeah starting with the third quarter the third quarter back and forth Tampa was going three now LA missed a, a 50 a 55 yard kick to Vecchio former NFL kicker so it was just back and forth no points and points came at the end of the third quarter when Josh Johnson again threw a beautiful fade in the corner of the end zone to wide receiver Trey McBride for the touchdown LA gets the one pointer and at that point they're up 27-24 so yeah. Tampa is just they had gone limp, uh, and they just had nothing going in the third quarter. And uh, fourth quarter points, lots of points. Let's get into it. Next Vipers possession. Core Dog throws the ball directly to the LA defensive tackle Reggie Howard, who's a big man. He's six three, uh, two ninety. The big man ran the ball for twenty two yards. I it's imagine kind of hard to tackle him. I imagine there wasn't enough oxygen in that stadium for him. That is incredible. Um, then Josh Johnson throws a 17-yard touchdown again, uh, or uh, he first touchdown pass to Saeed Blacknall. Sorry, correction. Saeed was the one that had the deep bomb earlier. Um, Viper safety Marcellus Branch didn't have a chance. Just had like five yards of separation going the other direction. Um, one pointer, no good. At that point, it was 33-24 LA. Next, Vipers had a 10-play drive that only resulted in a field goal. So that was fun. Uh, I mean, at least you're putting points on the board at that point, I guess. I mean, you got to take the points at that at that point because you figure a 10 play drive, you're going to get more than a field goal, though. Yeah, you'd hope, but 33-27, LA. LA punts on the next drive. First play of the next Vipers drive, Corn Dog was sacked, and LA defensive tackle Boogie Roberts, best name of all time, did a scoop and score. Which, first of all, just saying scoop and score is awesome. And Boogie Roberts is another big boy. LA has some dudes up front. Yeah, like, they have some men. Yeah, and they uh, and they they let us feel it because Boogie Roberts and uh, who's the other guy? Reggie Howard. They're just killing us. Um, so Boogie Roberts did a, a touchdown scoop and score. Two pointer is good. It's forty-one twenty-seven. LA's on top. So Tampa gets the ball back. 
Cordog throws a 24-yard touchdown to Reese Horn over the middle. Reese Horn just like slid into the end zone like as a slip and slide, uh, and apparently didn't get touched. So it was like it was good for a TD. Uh, and then they went for one again, which is funny. Um, I guess at that point it really is. Yeah, I mean you still need another touchdown. So so it was 41-34, and that's how the game would end with that final score. James hit me with some uh, some stats. All right, so the Vipers, Corndog had an iffy day, 22 for 34, 300 yards, two touchdowns, but he did have two picks, turnovers killing us. Uh, running back, Devon Smith, 24 carries for 69 yards, 2.9 nice. yards per carry. And then Jaquez Patrick, seven carries for 45 yards, but he left the game in the uh, first half with a back injury. Uh, to the wide receivers, uh, Jalen Tolliver, four catches, 95 yards, touchdown. Reese Horn, nine catches, 90 yards, one touchdown. Dan Williams, five catches, 86 yards. And then our guy, tight end, Nick Truesdell, two catches, 13 yards. I think he, I think the first pass of the game was to Truesdell. And at that point, I was like, or first Vipers pass, I should say. And at that point, I'm like, oh, crap, let's go. Nicky, Nicky's out there and he's doing things. Yeah, the two people that I'm really hoping to see utilized more is Truesdell and S.J. Green. S.J. Green. Where, where is S.J. Green? Yeah, I, I still have not seen much of Green. and We might have hyped that up a little bit too much. I know. Uh, you hear about a legend coming to your team, and it's not really done much. Also, S.J. Green. Respond to our DMs. Yeah. Just, just throwing that out there. Um, L.A. Wildcats. Josh Johnson. Had a day. A day. 20 for 36, 288 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Uh, wide receiver Saeed Blacknall, three catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Trey McBride, three catches, 35 yards, and a touchdown. And uh, Daquan Hampton, who, if you remember, had the, the grown-ass man catch, two catches. One of those was a touchdown, 14 yards. All right, let's uh, – thoughts. It's my favorite segment. Yeah, LA killed us in the red zone. Yeah, they were uh, five for five. We were three for six. Yeah, that's – got to be efficient in the red zone. LA did it, and it – Showed. You can't be batting 500 in the red zone. No. And expect to win a game like and this. And especially because they weren't all touchdowns. Mm -mm. We got field goals. Yeah, we settle for field goals a lot of the time. Yeah, that's that's hard to win when you're settling for field goals. This, if you like turnovers, this is really the game for you because LA had four, we had three, Tampa Bay had three, so a lot of uh, a lot of not holding on to the ball. Yeah. Usually, if you win the turnover battle, you're fine. Yeah. Just not today. Um. You, what, what else? What else are you thinking? So, less mistakes. We really need to tighten things up. The uh, the cornerbacks are getting burnt a lot, and I think it's because they have the safety trying to play aggressive to really to keep the run game at bay. Mm -hmm. But I think I think our, our front is doing doing a good enough job that you can back the safety off a little more so that way these corners are getting a little more help because they are getting burnt on these plays. It's, it's, it's a common thing. The guys up front, and we talked about the Vipers defensive line and we talked about how they fly to the football. They shut down LA on the ground. LA only had 57 yards of rushing. And I think Josh Johnson was their leading rusher. I think he had nobody had over 20, but I think he had like 18 or 19 or something. Um, so that's awesome. Jerry Glanville, props to you. Secondary really got to work on. Yeah, I mean four touchdowns and it, it's a common thing. I mean last week we had a shutout. Right. Great. Week before that was not pretty either with getting burnt and just Sloppy play in the right. secondary. Um, so I don't like the matchups that I've seen. The grown ass man catch, the tight end. Only, he had one linebacker and no other, no safety help. Well, part of that is 
due to Glanville's style, he wants a fast team. Yeah. Well, if you're going to be fast, you're going to give up a little bit of size, so you'll be fast. It's hard to find huge guys that are very fast. The 5'11 linebacker on the 6'4 tight end, though, with no safety help. Uh, and even when we did get safety help over the top, we still were getting burnt. Yeah. Um, so the really, I don't know what this, the solution is for the, the secondary, but uh, hopefully Jerry Glanville and his aviators at nighttime will be able to figure out a, a way to help because I, I, it's it's bad. Josh Johnson carved him, carved us up. Um, yeah. Corn dog. I was impressed with Corn Dog in the first half. I was like, this guy's reading defenses. He's stepping up when he should. He's making the throws over the middle. Second half, Corn Dog, MIA. Yeah, I mean, it even goes back to last week. You really saw him take steps to mature as a passer, start to move it up in the pocket, and not really, uh, not really forcing as many throws. And then he comes into this week, starts playing pretty well. It seems like he's going to be back into the same rhythm as last week and then just loses it. It just fades away. So. I want to talk about the other quarterback on the roster, or one of the other quarterbacks. And I'm talking about Quentin Flowers. So he requested a trade from the Vipers. He said he, this past week he said he was not happy with his current role. Um, he just he, he can never get into a rhythm. And Mark Tressman is, uh, with an all-time passive-aggressive move, the only times he put Flowers out there, it's like, okay, you want, you want to play? Yeah, all right, I'll let you hand the ball off. All right, I'll let you. I'll let you be a quarterback He's once. Like, See, you're in. You're once. in. You'll be a quarterback once, and then the other time you you put him in as a kickoff returner. Yeah. I have never seen anybody do that to a quarterback. Yeah. He's listed as a running back too, but he really hasn't done that yet in this offense, which I think that goes to, to Tressman's just like mindset and schemes that he wants to run. But that was just incredible. The two times he saw Quentin Flowers kickoff returner and hand the ball off. Yeah, I, you'd think he'd utilize him as a running back, too, just because, like... Yeah, I don't think we've seen him do that yet. Well, not really that. Like, then teams have to game plan for another mm -hmm. thing, and then that takes away time from them doing other stuff. So you'd think that he would just throw him in there, try and do some trick plays, even if he doesn't do the trick play. Right. Have him lined up out as a wide receiver, because I'm sure he's athletic enough to catch a ball. Yes. Like, he's an athlete. He's not, he's not per se, the best quarterback, but he's one of the better athletes. Yes. So I think they really should try some other stuff. I just it goes back to the reports of uh, Trustman being insanely hard headed, yeah, and like, not wanting to to budge on what he wants to do. So well, he did win uh, a couple Grey Cups in the CFL. So I feel like he just he wears his like CFL championship rings around and is just like, oh yeah, I'm the man. So um, Tampa Bay was outscored twenty one to ten in the second half. Not great. No. Second, like, I don't know. We're very hot and cold. The, the team as a whole and several players in particular are really just hot and cold. Yeah. Mainly Corndog is very Main, hot and mainly cold. Mainly Corndog. But. Five of 14 on third downs. Can't can't do that. No. you got to be able to convert. And I think once, uh, once Patrick went out and it really kind of hindered the run game. Yeah. Because that's one of their big things is running the ball, getting a manageable sh third, short and third. Yeah. And then being able to do whatever they want. They can run it on third down, they can pass on third down, or they can have Corn Dog just run it, do whatever. You brought up a good point with the running backs because Davion Smith was asked to assume a larger role in this game. How many carries did he have? Davion Smith had 24 carries. Davion Smith is not usually the lead guy, he's more of like the change of pace guy. Yeah. And I think you saw that because he had 2.9 yards of carry in this game, and Patrick had seven carries for 45 yards. So if Patrick is not willing to or able to go well, let's just get into it um some news Jacquez Patrick left the game with a back injury 
Yeah. Um, it was a pretty bad looking one too. There's no, we don't really have a word on if he's going to be ready for next week, if he's going to be... Yeah. We, we don't know. We don't know. So. We got a, we got a... Flowers. You thinking full-time running back? Slide him in there as running back. See what happens. That would be an all-time Tressman move. Just let him in there and take some hits. Like what he was doing on the kickoff return. He took a big hit. Um, so yeah, I feel like that would be that would be Tressman's strategy. Double forward pass. Du yeah, double forward double pass. Double forward pass. Perfect That's all guy. we need. That's all we need. Um, oh, one, one more non-game thought. We're jumping around here a little bit. Um, the sideline interviews. Really bad. I, I, I'm just going to say it. They were, they were fun in the beginning of the XFL, where it's like you, you walk up to a guy, it's like, hey, you just threw a pick. Thoughts. Like, that's funny. But, like, <clears throat> I don't know. Molly McGrath, I think, was one of them, and they had some other guy. They, they were asking the weirdest questions, and they were short. It was like, well, there's one in particular, uh, Molly McGrath asked somebody at, uh, on the Wildcats, and she was like, how do you hold on to this momentum? And he said, we keep it rolling. And then that was it. She didn't have a follow-up. She's like, okay, thank you. Back to you. It's like, what? what is this? What is this ad? My favorite is when they're trying to ask someone a question and they're just running away. Yeah, that was... They're uh, just trying to chase them. Like, no, no, we need an interview. It's just they come up with... The, they walk up to a player and they have literally one question prepared. And they're like running through in their head. It's like, how do you hold on this momentum? Holy hold on this momentum. Okay, we're, okay. Um, how do you hold on to this momentum? Uh, we, we just do? Okay, thank you. Like, what? What are we doing? Clean, clean it up. Um, also, we got to see another video replay review. I think you had, you had gone to bed at this point. Um, but there was a guy with a big mustache. Um, he, he did the review, and he did it in like 30 seconds. It was like a catch or no catch call, and it was a catch. Um, but I missed the, I mi I miss the weirdos. Like the Darth I, Vader guy I missed the, breathing into the mic. Yeah, I missed like the... He doesn't even know he's mic'd up. I missed the, the heavyset guy who was breathing deep into the mic. Give, give me a little pizzazz. Don't just give me Will, uh, Wilford Brimley up there talking about diabetes and catch or no catch in like 10 seconds. It's, we don't need that. Um, so those are kind of my two non-game thoughts. Um, quick check of the standings. We haven't really done this really at all. You want to you wanna do some standings? Uh, well, the good news is we're not that far out. The bad news is we're in last place. <laughs> XFL East, we're 1-4. and four. Um DC Defenders, Battlehawks, and Guardians are all tied for, uh, they all have three wins, two losses. Um, so, that, uh, that's not great, but we're going to wrap up this episode. We're going to do a game preview. Game preview. Uh, week six is coming up. Uh, the 3-2 and two St. Louis Battlehawks will be home, uh, or they'll be on the road at Tampa Bay Vipers, who will be at home. Raymond James Stadium. I think it's uh, Saturday at 5, I want to say? Yeah. Okay. Yep, Saturday, 5 o'clock, Raymond James at the Ray J, uh, which sounds way cooler when you call it that. <laughs> the Ray J? Yeah, the Ray J. Um, so St. Louis coming off a 15-6 loss at the hands uh, on the road to the D.C. Defenders. D.C. is a strange team. At one minute you think they're awesome, the next and they're, they're trash, and then they get beat shut out St. By the Louis. Yeah. So anyway, well, St. Louis... It's gonna be a good game. It's gonna very be a very winnable good. game. Very. Winnable I think game. so. This is actually one of our one of our more winnable games. Um, we'll just beat the good teams. Yeah. All well, the bad teams will just lose to. Well, St. Louis quarterback Jordan Tayamu. That's a fun name to say. Uh, he's third in the XFL in passing yards with a thousand fifty. So when our cornerbacks get burnt, it's gonna be yeah, beautiful. It's understandable. Also, I'm just I'm waiting for you to have to do like the recap where you try to pronounce Tayamu. 
Tamu. Oh, okay. I thought oh, you were I like, got this. A werger, yeah. Uh, Tampa native, Battlehawks running back Mac Jones, former Colt, uh, third round NFL draft pick at one point. He's second in the XFL in rushing yards at 314. The good news is, guess who number one and three are? Uh, uh, Patrick and Davion Smith. Oh, yeah. Um, but here's the thing with this, though. I'm thinking we're going to shut Matt Jones down. We just shut down the entire Wildcats rushing attack. I feel like Jones is going to be... Here's my prediction. Jones won't have 50 yards. That's a, that's a hot take. That's a prediction. See, I feel like uh, Tiamu is going to be burning us over the top yep. so much that... They won't even they won't really need it. They're just going to rest him. It still counts. Um, one thing we have to watch out for is St. Louis wide receiver Ladamian Washington, 114 yards uh, receiving against the defenders. Um, but here's the thing. We have the same number of offensive touchdowns as the St. Louis Battlehawks, and we didn't really have an offensive touchdown for, like, was it two games, three games? Yeah. I don't remember. Like I think it was two. It was a long time we didn't have an offensive touchdown. Way too long. So, all right, what do, you, what do you think? Where do you think we can come away with a win, with this, uh, win on this one? I really think we can get a win on this one. As long as, if they play the safety a little deep, yep. the men up front stop the run, and we force Tiamu to throw, I think we can do it. We yep. just have to play better coverage. No stupid penalties, no PI. I think we can do it. No, uh, I just don't want to have to do another thing where we, uh, where we roast uh, like a cornerback who just had a depressing day. That's the one, if we have one guy on defense that just has like an off day, or just like Anthula Kelly did a couple games ago, yeah, it's it's it. So uh, that has been your week six preview. That was a week five wrap up. We appreciate you guys so so much for listening to Vipers Talk. Um, Nick, what, 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 tell the good people what they can do. Keep rooting for the Vipers. Keep watching the XFL because it's a great league. Attendances or not attendance, but viewership's a little going down a little bit. So keep watching mm -hmm. and. Uh, Make sure you follow us, rate us, we appreciate it, and we'll see you all next week.